Welcome to All About Data on Federal News Network. Now your host, Jory Heckman. Thanks for joining me this week on All About Data, a conversation with chief data officers and the people who are making data work better in government. On today's episode, how the Navy is putting artificial intelligence into practice through low-risk but high-reward test cases. This is a panel that I moderated at AFSIA Nova's recent IT Day event. Here to talk about it is Deputy Data Officer at the Office of the Chief of Naval Operations, Nathan Hagen. But first, you'll hear from Acting Department of the Navy Chief Data Officer, Duncan McCaskill. What we are specifically trying to do in the Department of the Navy and wider DOD, in partnership with our colleagues in the Chief Digital and AI Office, is to instantiate some guardrails and make it so that we can test, so that we can try, so that we can pilot, so that we can do some things as quickly as possible while maintaining operational security and not throwing all of our rules and regulations about protecting data out the window. So all of that being said, what are some things that I'm really excited about and bullish on for artificial intelligence in the Department of the Navy and DOD writ large? You've seen some things in the press about a tool called Game Changer which is some advanced natural language processing parsing over DOD policy. We have an instantiation of that that we run over naval message traffic that's providing some some great insights and making some data available to any authorized user, something that is extremely high value. Uh, We also have Amelia, which is a component of our help desk, our Flying Speed Naval help desk that is fantastic. And we've done a lot of great work in the unmanned community and modalities of computer vision signals, et cetera. So I think we're, we're doing a lot of great work despite some of the uh, swirl going on in the data and AI community. And Nathan, over to you. First, I would like to note that like AI is very much a tool, and it's a sort of umbrella term that we use across industry and across government to describe really a category of tools and technologies or methods that can be applied to perform some function and or provide insight and conduct an analysis on data. And so I say that because in my office, we view AI as just another widget in our toolkit, right? So there's many, many ways that we can accomplish our mission within the Navy. AI is a new tool that we can leverage. Because of that, my staff, we look at information systems and laying the foundation of our IT structure for the Navy. We don't define the individual mission use cases for the Navy. Uh, So our job is, like, when I describe to someone who doesn't work in government or is outside of the Navy, I say, I'm the IT department for the Navy. And so we're here to help. We're here to make it so that everyone else can do their job. Because of that, a lot of the use cases come from other groups within the OpNav staff, uh, within the CNO staff. And those use cases can be focused on really laser-focused national security issues related to particular weapon systems, or they can be things that might otherwise be described in kind of a mundane way. And Amelia was the example I was going to use. It's a AI uh, use case that we're really proud of within the Navy because it's our first deployment of a conversational AI. And it seems like a really shiny object, but the real value and impact of Amelia as as an example is it allows us to create an enterprise service desk uh, for IT systems that can have around 15 human staff members and answer 
thousands and thousands of help desk tickets, all under 45 seconds. Uh, so the user sees an immediate response to address their problem. Um, the value of that is it allows us to uh, perform a really important business function, keep it at a manageable scale, and then invest those resources that are saved as a result of that and the personnel that would be involved and allow, apply that to something that is more pressing to the chief of naval operations needs, which in almost all cases, when I say something more pressing, I mean saving lives, shooting a weapon to have impact in the battle space so that our sailors are safe. The Navy's problem is not that there's not enough data, right? There's there's tons of it. There's you know, a treasure trove of data. You know, I think getting insights out of the data, getting information that's usable for decision making is really more of what we're talking about here, uh, separating the wheat from the chaff. Duncan, when it comes to that data strategic advantage, you know, what goes into it and what's the challenge there? Well, if it were easy, Sure. We would have already done it. I think we have to remember, in some cases, we have 70 years of tech debt and means of operation. And we're trying to do things with data that our enterprise was not necessarily engineered to do. So the challenge that we have is trying to identify what is of highest value. And for that, we need to be talking to those mission and business elements that have those use cases and then being able to aggregate across all of those use cases and understand this particular piece of data is going to be very high value. It's housed in this particular system or collection. That's something that we need to modernize to be able to get data out at speed and at scale. One of my colleagues, uh, and I, I told him I was going to rake him over the coals for this, our primary cyber advisor said, you know, we're drowning in data in the Department of the Navy. And my quip was, well, at least we know how to swim. Uh, so what's, what's good is that we have an incredible amount of talented people uh, in the department. We have a workforce uh, that really knows what they're doing. Uh, so the, to get to that you know, level of we are really applying the information technology, the data to specific high value mission and business problems, you know, we're working on the IT side. We're working on the system side to be able to get data out. We're working on labeling. We're doing all those things. And it takes time. So our biggest problem, I would say, is, is our own level of patience uh, and uh, being able to uh, see things through. All right. And, you know, to connect the data piece of things to the AI piece of things, um, you know, I think what I've heard more and more these days at these, you know, speaking circuits is uh, computer vision, uh, a way to kind of make more sense of the information that's out there at the edge in the field. Um, Nathan, can you, can you tell me a little bit more about confusion, uh, computer vision and how that's uh, been a game changer over in your, your operations? Uh, sure. So, so I, I think, uh, I guess I, the way I would speak to that is, again, if we look at, we have this objective of let's implement innovative new methodologies to advance and move us forward. Um, and there's this desire um, to move quickly. Um, and I... Here, I'll elevate that. It's not just a desire. We have a need, right? We have a national security need to move with extreme haste in how we address uh, the technical debt that, that Duncan spoke to, right? Um, because of that, we are, are playing a little bit of catch-up, right? Um, and I'll use... I, I'll return a little bit to the data part, but only because, like... The, the idea of presenting a story that the Navy or in the Department of Navy or heck, any agency within the government has lots of data, um, that may be true. Uh, but if 
for those in the audience, if you have a lot of books uh, in your house, you probably put them on a shelf, and then you, when you want to find a specific book, you struggle to find the specific book. Counter to that, you go to a library. A library has a lot of books. When you go into a library and you see all of those books on the shelves, your first response might be, wow, a lot of books. Now what? Fortunately, at a library, we have a system in place that is disciplined that allows us to understand where those books are and what those books are. And we may be in an environment today where, yeah, after, here, happy birthday, Navy, 248 years of naval service, we have lots of data, but that data all being produced at the point of need and at the time of need has never truly taken a holistic approach to managing and organizing it so that now when we are we walk into that library and we say, wow, that's a lot of data, there's a lot of books here, we now need to understand and know how to navigate that so we can apply it at the right point. I bring that up because the value and the use case of computer vision, as an example, is that we're now seeing AI models introduce themselves to not only address problems, but also then become widgets in helping you get to address the problem, right? So like in computer vision, we're, we're now seeing an opportunity to apply AI models to unorganized data and then offer suggestions on organizations that then can be utilized. That being said, uh, I like to think of it as suggestions, right? Uh, like AI uh, is not the end-all be-all, um, and generative AI is kind of worse. <laughs> I'll, I'll use example, like I like generative AI because it also is generic AI, um, and like the, the, the commonality of generic and, uh, and ge uh, generative I think is really fitting. Um, and I'll use the example of that is uh, I, nerd out, just like with, like Duncan, and we, at our a data conference that we hold internal to the government uh, and, and internal to the Navy, we like playing with generative AI and, and other new AI models. And I used generative AI when I was buying my house. When I bought my house, I used a generative AI model uh, that was commercially available to write a letter telling the seller how great their house was. <laughs> Boy, was it generic. Uh, and Ironically, the brilliance of it was I got the feedback from the seller, like, oh, what a, we really loved your letter. And I laughed because you read this letter and you're like, wow, that says nothing, right? <laughs> it is not helpful. But what it does do is it gives us as humans a way to start not from a blank sheet of paper, mm -hmm. right? And, and that the power of that is actually quite immense because when you, we look at policy, when we look at true technical development across the Navy, it's amazing how many things we do could kind of be characterized as mundane, especially in the civilian workforce that support the Navy here ashore. So these sort of AI models are just an opportunity to speed us up in something that we would otherwise do, right? So start from not a blank sheet of paper, and then from that, allow us to edit it, refine it, but move at a, at a greater pace. That was Nathan Hagen. He's the Deputy Data Officer at the Office of the Chief of Naval Operations. Joining him is Acting Department of the Navy Chief Data Officer, Duncan McCaskill. We're going to take a short break, but we'll continue our conversation when we return. I'm Jory Heckman, and you're listening to All About Data on Federal News Network. 
back to All About Data, we're speaking with Nathan Hagen. He's the Deputy Data Officer at the Office of the Chief of Naval Operations. Joining him is Acting Department of the Navy Chief Data Officer, Duncan McCaskill. Well, Nathan, I'd love to pull on that thread a little bit more because I think, if nothing else, I'd love to help dispel some some myths around AI about what it is and what it isn't. And, you know, I think you're pretty clear-eyed in saying that it's good for some things, you know, especially for some mundane tasks that aren't maybe perhaps the bright, shiny objects, but, you know, it's, again, a, a useful tool in the toolbox here. A theme throughout the day has been that AI is not the kind of thing you can just sprinkle over your problems and they are magically solved. Far from it. So just in terms of understanding categorically what AI is good at and what it isn't, you know, can you expand on that a little bit more? So there's many, many forms of AI that we can use. Machine learning is a, another umbrella term within AI that also speaks to a whole breadth of different models. I really like machine learning. My background before I stepped into this role, I'm a naval architect. So like as a Navy person, I genuinely love boats. Uh, I love building boats. And in my career, I was also like a mathematician kind of guy. And so like applying machine learning to how we develop design rules, right? That's a really interesting problem that really can take us, use AI to understand the results from tests and then apply it into action. Things that AI can't do. AI, so much of it is based on the training data that is used for a model. And because of that, all of the operational security concerns that Duncan mentioned, that's really our limiting factor, right? Like, we want to make sure we are responsibly using these tools in such a fashion that we still adhere to good cybersecurity principles. We don't introduce an unknown vulnerability. And the way that I would think about that is to say, like, if you have employees that report to you, you as a manager may try to understand as best you can what it is they're doing. Like, you want to know what they're working on and look for red flags of when maybe someone is doing something they shouldn't be doing. And, and I'll take that to the, like, an insider threat kind of view. AI is a computer doing something. And that introduces a whole nother model where it doesn't tell you what it's doing. Uh, it doesn't show you along the way, which is why things like explainable AI are such, like, an interesting research area within the government and academics right now. Um, because of that, we should be maintaining or keeping our AI use cases to use cases where we can accept the level of risk, right? We, we know that the action that is being performed goes so far, right? And I'll use Amelia as a great example. Amelia is a conversational AI, meaning it is using natural language processing to understand the words that are being said, but Amelia isn't going out to training data that is outside of the Navy. So it, it's not like Siri or any of the uh, personal electronic assistants that are in your pocket today that scour the internet. Amelia only knows what it's told to know, and which is why if, if you called any help desk, actually, forget just Navy ones, you probably get like that weird automated computer and you're like, and it's like, do you mean this or do you mean that? That's because really Amelia is applying natural language processing and AI to provide the use case of robotic process automation, which is a really good use case for AI. It's a safe use case that we can leverage across the Navy. To Nathan's point, I would recast the question as not what is AI good at and what is AI bad at, it's how should we employ it? And in that vein, we should be using methods, analytical methods, of which AI is one, 
to help us get to decisions, better decisions faster. And you can implement that type of logic across any type of mission set in the Department of the Navy to the realm of computer vision. Is a target actually a target? Is a vessel an enemy vessel or is a vessel a fishing boat? Is it an enemy vessel that's disguised as a fishing boat? Uh, all of those types of things. Do we have in the realm of insider threat are there indicators that someone is engaged in some type of nefarious activity? We don't necessarily want the machine to make that call. We want the machine to be able to tip off the analyst, the operator, the human in the loop of what's the likelihood, what's that confidence interval of whether or not this is actually the thing that you think it is. To focus on the idea of mundane use cases, things that are impactful but maybe, you know, don't make the front page or something like that. I was really kind of struck, Nathan, by your library analogy and how AI can be like a Dewey Decimal System or I guess to a more modern example, the online catalog for all the books in that library. AI could be really useful for tagging, for metadata purposes, to label those books in the library, so to speak. And I just would love to learn more from you guys in, in, in terms of how far along in that use case we are. You know, is that just something that is on the horizon? Is it actually being done? Just where are we with that as a use case? So we have a data catalog. Our enterprise data catalog is uh, within Jupyter, which is our tenancy within Advana. I would love to say that it is 100% complete and accurate, but it is a work in progress. And I don't want anything that we've set up here today to give the impression that we are not very far along across a number of data management and analytical activities because we are. And I think all of you who are providing support to us as vendors and integrators and consultant and contractor staff, thank you very much for all the services that you provide. Where we are with actually using technical methods to mark, tag, label, I know coming from the Intel community myself, when I say tag, I mean everything. It's not only that administrative security markings, access right and handling, you know, trusted data format type of tags. It's also the data object content tags. What is it? Is a picture of a cat really a cat? What is this document about? What is this paragraph about? Uh, in, in that realm, I think we're, we're just getting started uh, in many ways. I mentioned uh, our node of game changer, which we call Hermes, uh, which is our processing of naval message traffic making that naval message traffic available for additional analysis. We're at the point now where we're going to be able to start taking mission-based ontologies or dictionaries or language models, not a large language model or linguistic model, and being able to train that engine to be able to say, all right, we are finding things that are not only a particular message type, but within that message type, we're finding a particular entity that would be responsive to n number of questions. Now that's at a, within a particular data type within a particular feed of data getting very, very, very granular. Where we could really use some help is labeling at speed and at scale. Like I said, we've had you know, that 70 years of tech debt, and that's not a pejorative comment towards anyone in the Department of the Navy, anyone who's worked on any system. It's just missions that we need to support have in some ways qualitatively changed, so we need to do some things differently. We could really use some help in those areas because traditionally we have not, you know, if you go and have CUI as a new data marking, uh, we have the ability to say, you know, we're, we're not going to mark all that legacy data. Well, that legacy data is really, really, really important. And if we don't think that all of our adversaries are going back and looking through everything that they have over decades, all the things that they have on us, we should be doing those types of things 
for ourselves, looking back at all of the data that we have, being able to go back and market at speed and at scale, understand what those data objects are, is critically important. I know I've had some conversations with some of you today about capabilities that exist to do that, but as Nathan said, we do need to pick up the pace a little bit. There is a mission imperative that we uh, exploit our data by whatever methods we can as quickly as possible. You know, we were talking a moment ago about how AI can kind of make better sense of the data, but I guess to flip it around a little bit, how can data help the AI? Yeah, it, it goes both ways. We're seeing that we can use AI to help us get to that end state of a quality data management structure that we're looking for. Um, Duncan spoke to high imperative. Uh, across the Don and within the Navy, we have a very clear date set that states all Navy data will be characterized and cataloged by like end of FY26. We know this. We know that's our target that we're going to beat at. Uh, and, and the belief that we have uh, looking at national security threats that are on the horizon, uh, our thesis is that if we provide data in an organized fashion that is well-governed and made accessible, the algorithms from an AI perspective that are really tied to use cases will then be able to tap into that well-structured data governance model and pull the data they need to train appropriately and then move forward. And so we are working really closely. We have a strike team that's set up, so we're working incredibly closely between the services and our Jupyter teammates from an enterprise perspective to introduce AI into it and different pipeline models that help us accelerate the tagging, accelerate moving forward. And then from our perspective as CDOs, it's, it's about offering that leadership and resourcing, uh, which is really a key component of it, to all of the information system owners that we have across the Navy and across the Department of Navy. That was Nathan Hagen. He's the Deputy Data Officer at the Office of the Chief of Naval Operations. Joining him was the Department of the Navy's Chief Data Officer, Duncan McCaskill. I'm Jory Heckman, and thanks for listening to this episode of All About Data. Thanks for listening to All About Data on Federal News Radio, part of Federal News Network. You can listen to this episode and past episodes anytime in your favorite podcast app. Search for All About Data on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your shows.